Hi there and welcome to Expedition Company Culture. My name is Ernst and I believe your company culture is the main driver to long-term success. In this podcast, I talk to people from different sectors and roles about company culture. Together we explore different angles to identify, strengthen and share this culture and find insights for you to use. Today I'm joined by Wendy van Leeuwen, live from Portugal. Uh, mm-hmm. Wendy is co-founder of the Secret City Trails and um, with her company she offers gamified city discovery walks. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good to have you. Um, um, that might be a bit short to just say gamified city walks. Um, <laughs> what is it that you offer? Feel free to come here because I can talk about this for hours, <laughs> but in short... When we started Secret City Trails, we really wanted to create an experience for locals to fall in love with their own city again. So we realized it couldn't be a regular wall, it couldn't be a paper leaflet with a couple points in it or an audio type of an experience. We really wanted it to be immersive and fun. And uh, my co-founder and I, Christina and I, we really shared this, this love for playfulness and feeding your curiosity. So we knew it had to a playful experience it turned out to be essentially a route where you have different stops and you go from each stop by solving riddles so you get mysterious directions from one place to the next you solve a location-based question and then you unlock stories about everything you discover along the way and you get local tips to could be the best apple pie in amsterdam or the best green wine somewhere in lisbon with a great view So it really is to help you follow in the footsteps of locals. And each route is also created by locals Mm -hmm. who then actually earn some revenue every time their route is sold. And they're sold directly to locals and travelers right now all over Europe. So this is basically a different way to get like the real feel of a specific city. Um, So there's also like an incentive for the people that know that city very well. Absolutely. Yeah. And I really think... For us, it was always interesting at the start to see locals playing or enjoying our roots because they thought, oh, I know what they mean by referring to the tower with the rooster on it or something like that. But really, it turned out that there were three other towers with a rooster (laughs) on it. So it's actually interesting how locals think they know their city, but often don't. People that have lived in their their city their entire lives, they still say like, I did not know this little street existed or I've seen this piece of uh, street art on Instagram for years, but I didn't know it was here. We always made sure that as a local, we knew the the quiet street, that there's a, one of the oldest bars or cafes in the city or actually this facade is the oldest and the whole building has been rebuilt, but the facade is from 500 years ago. Or So it really is as a local knowing those stories yeah. So we go really deep into a neighborhood. Um, and it's interesting that you bring up the the landmarks or the bigger things that tell the story of a city because they do too. Like, for example, when you would be in Amsterdam and you're in Dam Square and you have the facade of the, um, the palace, there's so much detail in there too that tells a whole other layer of stories. So this is also what we really try to help people notice. It's not just... I mean, it's also when you meet a person, right? It's not just the outside. It's like, yeah. go a little deeper and then you'll discover so much more. It really is the same with the city. It's going beneath the surface a little bit. It's also like almost a, a double co-creation because we create with the local creators and they create with those around them. Yeah. It's like really small is the new the big, right? You, you, yeah. you, you start looking for the really small stories in order to tell a bigger story. So it's not just, okay, yeah. there's a palace and this is how it works, but 
Yes. This, this is a tiny element of the palace that's highly fascinating because of, or this is something exactly. that's really interesting. So that you, maybe it's more on how you, uh, a way to understand the city where you're in instead of just look at the city. Yeah, I think understand is a great word. And I think the stories that we tell, like in any part of our lives, right? Inside companies, inside our own, like in, in our own lives. And, and the stories that we tell off cities are the ones that we, connect with them become and that's how yeah how we live with them so i think it's the stories and then it's the places in themselves right because some places just have a certain feeling so we also we have a ruse i'm just giving some dutch examples but i can also give other ones but like in the Jordan, that takes you past some brown cafes i don't even know if that sounds like <laughs> that's intranslatable you know, i would cafes. say i think we, that we need to have like some subtitles in the podcast to understand <laughs> to explain <laughs> uh, let me take it let me take a try it brown cafe is a small neighborhood cafe um where you can be yourself where the bartender knows you and um mm -hmm. where, where there's like a large group of uh, regulars um who will mm -hmm. hang out there uh, they tend to be kind of ugly but nobody cares because it's only <laughs> about being there with your friends that's such a beautiful definition of this <laughs> traditional type of cafe in the Jordan neighborhood. Yeah, so it's just to say that it's not only about the stories and our experiences and I think cultures in general, but also the places in itself and the feeling that you have in them. And how would yeah. you translate what you are doing? Because that's why I invited you to the podcast, fellas, that I saw a pretty clear link between what you do for locals and tourists showing what you are about as a city how would you translate it to the corporate world where you have like a, a culture that you want to convey to new people but also to the people that are that have been around uh, some longer it kind of comes back to the two things i was just saying so it's the stories that you tell about a city it's the stories that we tell about a company and what it's been through and i mean the history of a company how it got to where it is today and the people that have made it and we talk about the people that made a city and all of those things right so i really do think in company culture it is also about the stories that we tell yeah and then what i think is interesting because we actually tried to create um onboarding experiences for several companies to help new employees understand their culture by doing sort of a a secret company trail I do think the places, the real secret places of a, of an office building also tell you quite a lot about the culture. Yeah. Um, so I almost want more companies to do a, here's the secret place. It's not the standard tour because I've been at many bigger companies in the past and you do have a tour on your first or second day and it's like, Hey, here's the cafeteria Yeah. reception. You can ask these things. I'm like, yeah, cool. It's kind of the same everywhere, but you know, great. Thanks for showing us around. But I want to know that there's like a whatever one hallway that actually has the best view of the city and is really small and has a dead end, but it's actually quite nice. And that's going to be, hey guys, I'm yeah. in my new office. Kind of a Instagram picture if you do want to take that photo. I think it's really um, interesting because what you see, I think that you're um, having a really valid point there because what I see happening in my practice, in my projects, is that companies tend to make their culture too big. So they're only mm. looking for the really big flashy things. So they want to have the big parties at the ping pong table, uh, yeah. you, you, you name it. Whereas for most, most employees, when I speak to them, they will say that they will tell me the really small things. They will tell me whether or not, um, your team buys you cake on your birthday or you have to bring it your own or exactly. that they have like a special bar around the corner where they have drinks with a, with a couple of people or, um, exactly those really small things is that's 
that's what what your trails are are, are about is that you yeah. think that you know it because that's basically the hidden promise from the walks that you offer i would say is you yeah. think that you know what you where you are but you didn't look good enough and that's where yeah. the real connection is because that's what i think is really interesting that with a with a, an experience you can create a connection between people because you uh, understand something because you're doing it together yeah absolutely yeah when i've joined companies in the past i would always in the first few days like ask my new team like what have been your most interesting moments what is actually really difficult here who should i know if i want to get this <laughs> and this and this so it's all the small stories yeah. that make you feel at home or connected or belong or all of that and mm -hmm. it's the same what we try to do with our experiences in the cities we even if you're not from that neighborhood or that city by telling you those stories yeah. you have probably some small connection to those stories and you feel yeah. like oh now i know this and i belong in this neighborhood a little bit too because it's also like you said you're, you're going from one point to the other um yeah so you need to have an incentive to keep on going so how do you keep people engaged to finish the trail or to do something they don't have to i think specifically do exactly what you guys are saying but um there, there's room to do something else but how do you keep them engaged enough so that the experience um that they get the full experience yeah, I think what's interesting because we call them gamified walks. So we apply principles of gamification to our experience. Yeah. Um, and there's not necessarily, we, we do have leaderboards for every experience. So if you're into that part of it and winning and doing it the fastest, you can do that. But really what we think is most important is the actual challenge of solving that riddle correctly. Mm -hmm. So we make you look up and around at literally everything to get you from, to guide you from one point to the next. And then you're in a spot and we ask you a question about could be a tiny statue hidden on, hidden on a facade or uh, it is something written in the pavement. So actually suddenly you have to look down instead of up. So it's also, I think a lot about changing your perspective. Yeah. Um, and that challenge of then, oh my God, we found it. And then you get like a, where are we? you got it, correct. And then you get the next one. So it really is about just the reward of solving something yeah. and probably the joy of finding something quite small. That's, I would say, hiding in plain sight almost. Yeah. This is what you see happening a lot when you're talking about company cultures that we tell people who we are instead mm -hmm. of let them experience this. And this, this is something that mm -hmm. I really feel in your story is that you're finding ways to have people look the other direction because instead yeah. of saying this is who we are with a poster on the wall or <laughs> look up there's there's a really interesting statue for you to look at you're going to say there's something and i'm not going to tell you where it feels almost feel like that you're looking for the smile for your participants Totally. Yeah. It's a lot about creating that joyful moment of like, oh my God, I've seen this. No one else knows this. And what's really, what's really beautiful for us, we, we often get feedback from the customers and people go like, oh, you know, other people came to us and they asked us what we were looking at. <laughs> I can imagine <laughs> because this facade looks really plain, but really there's something so tiny in between. Um, yeah. yeah. In between the buildings or something. So it's quite interesting that that regularly happens while people are enjoying an experience and as you say it's around looking in the other direction or changing your perspective and i think um i mean this goes to maybe to a whole bigger discussion of like the information that we absorb and the news that we take it's the same because often when company culture is initially shared it's very one way yeah it's not so much interaction right so you cannot go so deep because you're just sitting there receiving yeah you can ask one or two questions 
Um, and I think when you have that interaction more, which is what you have on our experiences of like actually searching or like we might literally ask you to go upside down with your head, hang upside down to see what's written on a certain place, right? So we literally are encouraging you to change your perspective. And I also think that is important for changing company mm-hmm. culture and like adding layers to it is by people challenging some of it right yeah. and for that you need to change people's perspective in the first place so there needs to be space for that um and i also like what i think about our experiences i kind of hope that people feel that they they're able to share the story of that neighborhood in a different way to anyone else that then wants to hear it right and i think that's also beautiful with company culture people when they really feel connected and they really feel they belong they're sharing that story to so many others yeah but don't work there instead of um focusing on i'm telling you something you're asking them to tell you something yeah it reminds yeah, me I, mean, I do that would actually be amazing yeah it's really interesting. i do lots of of, of values uh, workshops where we have a value yeah. and basically what i do i put the values on the screen and i sit down and ask them oh tell me because this yes. is what it is. This is where the engagement starts, where you don't see. And this is what, what, what's happening lots in, in, in larger corporations, that the person who's responsible for something is also the person responsible telling everybody. All right, I did my yes. job. I sent everybody an email. Oh, they didn't listen. Well, I sent another one. Instead <laughs> of creating something where you all want to own it. And that's also, yeah. it, it, in, in a way, do you, we, that's interesting about how, what you guys do is that who owns the trail? Because in the end, you, you have the company, you have the creators, you have the participants. Yeah. There is no real, uh, because once I'm doing a trail, I can imagine I still have to do one. I have, this, I have a big confession to make. <laughs> we talked about I this. Know, I didn't ask you earlier, but I was thinking, have you ever experienced one? No, okay, no, yeah, no. Definitely. It's, it's, Time it's to do really, one really, really horrible, but. I thought about it so many times. I have to be clear on that. Good. Uh, um, yeah. So I think what's interesting about like who owns it and who's part of it. I really think in in our experience, I mean, it's the creator who created the roots using our framework. So it's also like we give people like a basis to build on, right? So there needs to be some sort of structure. And I think it's the same with company culture. And I love what you were explaining about you put the words on the wall and the screen, whatever it is. And then you ask people what it means to them, because I think everyone has a different definition of a word too. Like when we say the concept love, this is just on my mind right now. I'm looking at the whole like love. I don't know why, but anyway, that means something different to you and something different for me. Like even the word belonging, if we relate it back to corporate culture, yep. belonging means something to you. And I have maybe a different definition. And the fact that we have a different definition already will change how that then shapes around us and in our interactions. Right. And, I think this is really interesting in our experiences. Sometimes um, the answer to a location-based question, one of our riddles is eagle, but someone else will call it bird of prey. Someone else will write big bird. So even when there's like a really specific word, when we're testing our experiences, which we always do, we find that people find many different ways of saying the exact same thing. Which is fascinating. And I think it's beautiful because that actually, so in a way, the users are also, as you were saying earlier, part of the creation because every time we see the new answers are tried that should be correct, they're at it. Yeah. So everyone is part of creating it. And I think that's also something with corporate culture. When I think about how our whole experience is built, we have the framework. The local creator builds on that. They add their content, their stories to it. 
then the users give new ideas for what answers should also be accepted. So those are added. So it's really all built together. It's not like yeah. we say, here it is, and this is how the city yeah. is. No. This, this is your playbook and uh, and there's nothing else. It's a really interesting okay. way. Uh, yeah, what the, the, the really good big tip for our listeners is that you can create it. You can start really small by asking people in your, in your, your company to share stories and experiences with you to get an mm -hmm. understanding of where you are. And that's really yeah. valuable because you don't have to do and know everything yourself. You need to exactly. bring the structure as you are uh, as you are saying is that, okay, this yeah. is the framework. This is like the sandbox that we're playing in within that sandbox. We need to get input from everyone because that's the only way we can uh, become and stay relevant to as many employees as we can. And yeah, you can absolutely. also embrace the differences in that way. Yeah. And I think what's interesting when you say stay relevant that implies that change is needed. And I think what's really, really great about... I love this chat, Aaron, because there's so many things I've never thought about in relation to our experiences. But what's so interesting with our experiences is because we use the city as our playground. Yeah. A lot of things change in the city, right? Suddenly, a facade of a building is being cleaned or renovated, so it's behind scaffolding. So we have to change that riddle or that story because we cannot tell that story. We cannot tell a story about something people can no longer see. Yeah. Uh, just thinking of some of my past roles in big organizations where when you learn about the history of an organization, sometimes it's so far in the past and you can't feel some of those stories anymore and no one tells them anymore they're maybe no longer relevant and they need to be told exactly. in a different way and i feel like sometimes we hold on to them so strongly mm -hmm. like i would maybe love to tell that story of that building because it was one of the biggest things in our experience but now i cannot because it's behind scaffolding and that's just embracing that change yeah. right it's a really so good think, one that, yeah. that you also that you're not afraid to let go of your awesome stories just because they're not good enough anymore exactly because this is this is what lots of um, companies are struggling with is that yet that they at some point have a great story and then time moves on so like if you're a big yeah. corporate you cannot hang on to your startup stories anymore because it's it's a it's a memory it's baggage in a sense yes you can, some yeah. learnings can still apply but your startup st story should evolve in something more mature because your company is getting more mature. So you're getting different people in. So you cannot embrace the fact of being something that you no longer are. Just like with cleaning the building, the building stays the same, but might have gotten rid of that awesome street art that was tagged on it. Absolutely. And this happens so often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think, and that's, that's even something small and something quite new that's mm -hmm. being changed, right? And then there are situations where in Vienna, we once had this 15th or 16th century fountain that was no longer on a square. Oh and when God. people told us that, they were playing the route and we were like, what? This is like a historical landmark. How would they remove that? But yes, but some things we have to let go to be able to create this new part of our culture. Yeah, and, some, and nothing is forever. And that's also maybe exactly. that's really interesting in, because everybody's always talking about culture is something dynamic. But mm -hmm. when push comes to play, then it's really hard because oh, yeah. it means that you're never done, that you need to embrace the fact that, okay, the, the stories that we told last year are last year's stories. And they don't, yeah. they don't lose their value, but they could end up being just a landmark and no longer the foundation yeah. of what we want to convey. There's no longer this, this element where we, uh, yeah. where we look at. Yeah, and I think that's also interesting when you talk about that, it's the stories of last year and 
I think when, as new people join, it's important that they feel part of stories that are being told of the culture. So there constantly need to be new stories because if you only were telling those old stories, yeah. and this is why it's so beautiful when I think of our experience that actually every user pretty much contributes to it because they have new ways of answering correctly a riddle. That's so they become part of the whole content and the yeah. whole story that other people will then consume going forward. And you make them part of their own story or you make them yeah. part of your story and of their own story. And that's also really yeah. cool. What, what you're doing, you are creating culture walks where you get a feel of the culture of a, of a city. You could, you maybe call it a vibe. Um, yeah. <laughs> but there's, you need to start with something. Is there like a big ma master plan when you start creating a, a trail? Uh, is that this is the kind of story that we want to tell or are you just, well, taking it as it comes? Do you feel like I mean, oh we're lacking we're we're lacking with uh, trails in this direction for this city because this is an important part of the culture of that city the vibe of, the, of that city. So I think ultimately it goes for probably corporate culture and culture in general. What makes the culture of a place are the people, mm -hmm. and that's why I love we work with so many local creators and we really give them the freedom to be the ones that know their city best and say actually look like this of this neighborhood how nature has taken back parts of the city or how things have evolved we really give them the freedom someone has an architecture background and then he wants to show the architectural secrets of the neighborhood and there might be more stories to tell in that specific neighborhood but that is their way of showing their neighborhood right so we yeah. really actually give the creators a lot of freedom we do see that people love a bit of history a bit of local tips and a combination of all those things so we share that with our creators yeah and often there are ways to include all of that. For example, in Lisbon, you have a lot of spy stories of the world wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The spy of, 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 there's a lot of spies of here that yeah. works for everyone, not yeah. just for one country, but for everyone. Um, so that's an experience that people, when they come and visit the city or when you live here, you've moved here from another Portuguese city, you're actually like curious about knowing. So I think there's not one team that we want to tell. And we really, and this is also what I think when I think of corporate culture. Often you do have people from different departments coming to tell what their department does, but it's almost like if all those people told about what their feeling is about the company or what their little facts or things they learned in the past year or in the past month about the company, that could maybe even make it more interesting. I really think it's about the people telling the story and giving them the freedom to tell it in their way rather than us saying it must include these five things always. You, you, you go with what you get instead of trying yeah. to... Uh, influence everything that happens you have like a framework you know this is the sandbox yeah. and what comes out of it we're yeah. totally fine with everything yeah and of course we still like we go over it we we make sure it gets tested because we want the quality of the overall experience to be good this the actual content of it can be different and that's just telling you part of that overall story of the city yeah but that's that would be like the quality aspect would be the responsibility for the person responsible for company culture because yeah, in the exactly. end, that th yeah. th they gather all the stories and make sure that they are consistently enough with, with everything that's going on within the company. Exactly, yeah. Cool. Yeah. What a great chat, Wendy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think we'll leave it for this. Uh, thank you so much. Um, for my listeners, any questions, suggestions, let me know. And i uh, see you next time.